welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 101 of the podcast. And this edition of the podcast, I want to talk about Michael Jordan. Because of the documentary, The Last Dance, that appeared on ESPN over the last 10 weeks, a lot of people are having new conversations around Michael Jordan. Like they're asking questions, is he the greatest basketball player of all time? And some of these opinions I have enjoyed, but some of them have really bothered me. Specifically, a few days ago, I watched NBA TV and Channing Fry, who is a pretty good analyst and a former teammate of LeBron James, said that Michael Jordan is just an elite scorer and that he would not win at the same rate in today's NBA that he did back then. I find this to be one of the most ridiculous sports takes. It's like Channing Fry is trying to say that LeBron James is the first ever two-way player or Kawhi Leonard is one of the first two-way players. Like They're both good on offense and defense. Guess what? Michael Jordan was the exact same way. Him and Scottie Pippen were elite on both sides of the ball. In 1988, Michael Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year. No guards ever win that award. And oh, by the way, he led the NBA in steals three times in his career. Now I know you're going to say, listen, guards can get a lot of steals. You don't have to be a great defender to get a lot of steals. But guess what? You do have to be a great defender to get Defensive Player of the Year. Something that LeBron James has not gotten in his career. He was also named an All-NBA Defender nine times. Clearly, his scoring overshadowed his defense, but don't say he wasn't good at defense. He was an excellent two-way basketball player. He just so happened to be so phenomenal at scoring that you kind of ignored his defense. And it feels like Channing Fry has significantly ignored Michael Jordan's career defensively. Even though we all feel like Pippen's the one that was the only one playing defense or Dennis Rodman was the only one playing defense, it's Michael Jordan who has a Defensive Player of the Year award, not Scottie Pippen. When I think of NBA players that can only affect the game from their scoring, I think of Allen Iverson. I don't go to Michael Jordan. I don't think anybody else goes to Michael Jordan. He could affect the game in different ways other than just scoring. To go along with his 30 points per game, he also averaged six rebounds a game and five assists. Michael Jordan is a complete basketball player, and Channing Frye cannot convince anyone otherwise. Frye also made it sound like you can't win championships with one guy doing the majority of the scoring. Like that again is just a ridiculous idea. There was a Dallas Mavericks team that just beat LeBron James where guess who did most of the scoring? Dirk Nowitzki. The second best scorer on that team was Jason Terry. The Dallas Mavericks had one elite great player. That was Dirk. The first title for the Golden State Warriors had Steph Curry win a unanimous MVP because he averaged 30 points per game. And you know who he beat in the NBA Finals? LeBron James. Steph Curry did most of the scoring while other players like Draymond played defense, Klay Thompson played defense. You can still win in the NBA by doing the exact same thing Michael Jordan did in the late 90s. And I would argue Michael Jordan contributed more to the Bulls than just scoring the basketball. So this idea that you can't have one 
one guy who's an elite scorer and other players do the dirty work that can't win titles, that's my, that may be even more ridiculous than saying LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. That's just insane. This idea that Michael Jordan's game wouldn't fit in today's era or LeBron James wouldn't fit back then, that's just ridiculous. They're both great at putting the ball in the hoop. They're extraordinary athletes and they would mold to their circumstance. Michael Jordan would be an all-time great in today's NBA and LeBron James would be a great in yesterday's NBA. It's that simple. And for Channing Frye of all people to do that game is again ridiculous. This back and forth of who could play when and where is just stupid to me. Anyone who's good at basketball would adapt their game and style to fit the basketball that they are playing in their era. That's what they would do. They would adapt because they are all-time great athletes. That's what Jordan and LeBron are, all-time greats. Then when I was thinking about Channing Frye's statement, he's kind of like saying that LeBron James did everything. But did LeBron James really do everything? He won titles with D. Wade, who was also a top five player at the time, Chris Bosh, who would be in my like top 15 players at the time, and then he goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers and plays with Kyrie Irving, arguably the second best point guard at the time, and Kevin Love, one of the best power forwards in basketball. So this idea that LeBron James does everything for his team is ludicrous. Just as easily as Channing Fry can criticize Michael Jordan for not having to be the best defender on his team, I can criticize LeBron James for not having to take all those big shots that Michael Jordan had to take because guess what in both times LeBron James had big shots that won NBA finals for him it was from Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving not from LeBron James Michael Jordan is the big shot maker I don't hear anyone criticizing LeBron for that, so why would I criticize Jordan for playing with Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, two of the best defenders in NBA history? It's like he's saying scoring in the clutch is easier than being a great defender or something, which I don't agree with at all. I think it is just as hard for Michael Jordan to hit a shot against Craig Elo than it is for Scottie Pippen to be an elite defender. It might even be harder because we all know Michael Jordan is going to take the shot and if it doesn't go in the bowl season is over and I feel like at times that pressure has not been on LeBron James because he's had Dwayne Wade he's had Chris Bosh he's had Kyrie Irving he's had Kevin Love and now he has Anthony Davis he doesn't always have to take that shot and he's been criticized in his career for not taking that shot so for Channing Fry to downplay Michael Jordan by calling him just an elite scorer is kind of a backhanded compliment. He's an elite scorer because he's a clutch scorer. I don't even think it's about who's the better scorer, who's the better defender. I think Michael Jordan is the better competitor. In nine seasons, he played all 82 games. Do you know how many times LeBron James has played all 82 games? One time in his entire NBA career. Michael Jordan did it nine times. He is the ultimate gamer competitor. It just feels like he wants it more than LeBron does. Forget the fact that he won his six titles with all one team. It's not even about that. It just feels like to me, Michael Jordan is the most competitive basketball player of all time, which helps contribute to the reason that he is the best basketball player of all time. He's not just a scorer. He's a really good defender and he's the ultimate competitor. That's what it it's all about. That's what The Last Dance is all about. That's why we watched a 10-hour documentary about this guy, because of his competitive nature. 
I think if Channing Frye wanted to make a reasonable argument as to why LeBron James is better than Jordan, then he should have talked about how he's a better passer and also the fact that the one thing LeBron James has never done is played for a great coach like a Phil Jackson. Yes, he won titles with Eric Spolstra. But he's not in that category of all-time great head coaches. LeBron James has never played with a Hall of Fame coach, and Michael Jordan did win all of his six rings with the greatest head coach in the history of basketball, basically 11 titles for Phil Jackson. That's the argument you should be making, not trying to downplay his actual style of game. I also think that you can use the fact that LeBron James has never played for a great head coach as something to use against him because I don't know how open LeBron James is to being coached by a Greg Popovich for 82 games a year. Yes, it's cool to be coached by Coach K in the USA Olympics, but does LeBron James want to be coached like that or does he want to be the alpha male of his team? Say what you will about Michael Jordan and his ego, but he was willing to be coached by one of the greats. He went along for the ride, something that LeBron James doesn't seem willing to do. These last few years, LeBron James has been coached by David Blatt, Tyron Lu, Luke Walton, these guys who he has a lot more power than. Michael Jordan treated his coach like an equal, while LeBron James treats his coach like an employee who, if he fails him, he will be the one to go, not him. And when you look at the all-time greats that won a lot of rings, they stay with one head coach, basically. Bill Russell with Red Auerbach, Michael Jordan with Phil Jackson, Kobe with Phil Jackson, Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich. I mean, LeBron James has just not found that level of coach yet. Like, I think a LeBron James-led team is just a lot more chaotic. Like, a bunch of people are saying LeBron James is a better leader than Michael Jordan this past week. And I don't agree with that. Last season, the Lakers fell apart because of rumors that they were going to get Anthony Davis. And all of those young people did not respond well to how LeBron James felt about them. Did Lonzo Ball think... LeBron James is a great leader. Did Brandon Ingram think LeBron James is a great leader? Probably not, because again, he treated them like he was their boss. There was also chaos around Kevin Love, chaos around Kyrie Irving. Like These guys didn't like playing with LeBron James at the end, clearly. And if you watch the Jordan documentary, there were teammates that clearly had the same issues with Michael Jordan. But I feel like those Bulls teams were not quite as chaotic as the LeBron James teams because they had Phil Jackson. He was Michael Jordan's equal. He was in control of the team. With those LeBron James teams, there was no other voice other than LeBron James. Yes, there are clearly teammates who loved playing with LeBron. D. Wade, James Jones, Rich. Jefferson, yeah, those guys won titles with him, but I think there's the same amount of people that probably take issues with LeBron James' style of leadership, aka Kyrie Irving, and I'm guessing Kevin Love, because again, there were a lot of rumors of just Kevin Love being shipped out of Cleveland at the end. Not to mention every single young Laker last year probably turned on LeBron because of his true feelings about their game. It was chaotic because they all thought they were replaceable in his eyes. Another thing that 
I feel that gets taken for granted when you look at Michael Jordan's game is the evolution of his game. He came into this league as this high flyer winning dunk contest, attacked the rim with no regard for human life, and then his game in the late 90s evolved to the point where he could take game winning jumpers. I mean, you could see that he could be a really good shooter, like in that Portland game where he had six frees, but his game in the late 90s really evolved where he became a primarily a perimeter scorer. There's that part in the documentary when he's talking about how he wants to come back for one more season because he can really feel that he's at the top of his game mentally, even though he doesn't have that same athletic ability, the evolution of his game has made him still an elite level basketball player. And I think that's something you can say the same thing about LeBron James about. He's become more of a passer this year. He's evolved his game. He's always been a really good passer, but now he's basically become like the point guard of the Lakers, averaging 10.6 assists and leading the NBA in assists that stage of his career. That's something that LeBron and Michael Jordan do share in common, the evolution of their games. Again, it just really bugged me that Channing Fry called Michael Jordan one-dimensional. The guy won two repeats in the 90s, six titles. He took two years off, came back, and won three more titles. That will never be done again. There will never be an NBA player that is part of two repeats in that same way where each of those free beats. He was the absolute best player on that team. This isn't like Robert Ory when he's just along for the ride of seven titles. Michael Jordan had to be the absolute best player on the Chicago Bulls each and every season. He wasn't just a scorer. He was the best player on the team year in and year out. And that led to six NBA titles. Also, I find it really odd when people diss the guy who motivated all these other people to become all-time greats. Like, Kobe Bryant worships Michael Jordan. Dwayne Wade probably worships Michael Jordan. LeBron James, of all people, worships Michael Jordan. Why would he want one of his former teammates to call out Michael Jordan and to say he's one-dimensional? Like, it just seems like a nice gesture from Channing Fry to stick up for his teammate and say that Michael Jordan's just a scorer. But again, it's just maddening and ridiculous. I'm not Paul Pierce saying that LeBron James James would not be in my top five, but I'm not even sure he would be number two. Like, I think there are arguments to be made for Magic Johnson or Bill Russell. I don't think you can argue Michael Jordan not being the best basketball player of all time. This is something that doesn't get talked about enough. What is the history of the Chicago Bulls without Michael Jordan? There's history for the Lakers without Magic. There's history for the Celtics without Bird. There is nothing for the Chicago Bulls without Michael Jordan. They have six rings with him and zero without. Yes, LeBron James led the Cleveland Cavaliers to a title. That's one title. LeBron James led the Chicago Bulls to six titles. They are thought of as one of the best franchises in the NBA, but they are literally nothing without him. They have won zero NBA titles without Michael Jordan. Their history is not so great without him. They are still relevant because of Michael Jordan. There's a 10-part documentary about Michael Jordan's time with the Bulls. Not about the Bulls in general, about that one player. He is almost the entire history of why we think of the Chicago Bulls as a great organization, even though this past decade, they've fallen apart. Yeah, they had a nice run with Derrick Rose, but that's nowhere near as winning two free peats with one guy. 
Michael Jordan last played for the Chicago Bulls in 1998. They have not won in NBA Finals since, and they've only been to the Conference Finals one time since then. That's all you need to know about the greatness of Michael Jordan. He is why we consider the Bulls to be great in the first place. He's the entire history of one organization. Some will say the same thing about LeBron James, but we don't think of the Cleveland Cavaliers the same way we think of the Chicago Bulls. Dwayne Wade wanted to go to Chicago because of their history with Michael Jordan. That's still in our minds what he did with the Bulls. He won six championships with one team and they've accomplished absolutely nothing since. And maybe the Cavs will never do anything again without LeBron, but they never reached the heights of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. The Pistons won a title without Isaiah. The Celtics have won a title since Bird. The Lakers have won titles since Magic. That's what makes Jordan different. The Chicago Bulls have not recovered since Michael Jordan's retirement from the team. I also think there's just something to a three-peat that people take for granted. For three straight years to win an NBA title, and for three Three straight years for Michael Jordan to put up insane numbers in the NBA Finals. In all six NBA Finals, he was NBA Finals MVP. That's insane. They don't just give that away to the best player like they do for the Super Bowl with the quarterback. It's not like Michael Jordan's going to get it because he's Michael Jordan. No, he had to put up insane numbers six times against six different teams. The Jazz, the Supersonics. The Suns, the Blazers, the Lakers, Michael Jordan had to put up ginormous numbers against these teams for his team to win the NBA championship every single time he delivered. That's like Joe Montana, 4-0 in the Super Bowl, 6-0 in the NBA Finals means something. It means something to me. LeBron lost to a Spurs team I think he should have beaten. LeBron lost to a Mavericks team the entire world thinks he should have beaten. Yes, he lost to the Golden State Warriors twice. That's a given. They should have clobbered them. The fact that he was able to win one title against them is impressive. But the fact that I've seen LeBron James come up small in the biggest stage and we've never seen that from Michael Jordan, that is the difference between the two. 6-0 in the NBA Finals matters. That should end the argument there, ladies and gentlemen. That's why Michael Jordan is the absolute best player in NBA history. Don't say he lost in the Eastern Conference Finals in the biggest stage when it mattered most, when the most eyes were on him in the NBA Finals where we all care about. We don't look back and go, what were the record in the Eastern Conference Finals? We have no idea LeBron's record in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nobody cares about that. We care about 6-0 and in the NBA Finals. That's what matters most. And when it mattered most, Michael Jordan stepped up to the stage and delivered. That's an impressive feat that will never be done again in the history of basketball. People say things like he lost to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, so I should use that against him. But we don't use against the fact that LeBron James was losing to that Celtics team a few years in a row there. Like I just don't understand how that benefits LeBron James's argument is if we look at their Eastern 
Western Conference Finals records. No, what matters most is NBA Finals, and the man was perfection when it mattered most. Listen, I did not see Michael Jordan play in the 1990s. All I've seen is highlights of old games. I've watched old games, and I've enjoyed them. But I and I love Kobe Bryant, and I love LeBron James. But even I have to admit, Michael Jordan is the definitive best player in basketball history. He's not just a scorer, he's a complete basketball player and an icon. And I also think that the way people feel about someone also should be added to the argument. I just don't feel like people feel that same way about LeBron James that they did around Michael Jordan. Nobody is that obsessed with LeBron. That same way an entire country was obsessed with Michael Jordan, Air Jordan. I just don't feel there's that same energy around LeBron James than there is for Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan is the clear best basketball player in the history of the National Basketball Association. He's a complete basketball player. Michael Jordan is the greatest. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe.